0: that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me that like to- in that same section of scripture, Luke reports the historical event. We also have what It was Thank They fill in the blank. As John writes in chapter, those Lazarus was Bethany, the village, Mary and uh, uh, her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped His feet with her hair. Whose brother uh, was Lazarus? Lazarus was ill. Verse three. So we know the situation is dire for Lazarus. So the sisters sent to Him. Sent to Jesus. They said to Him. No war. Statement in ended in the comment that was sent. Lord, he whom you love is ill. It's not just some random passers-by. It's not the neighbor we kind of don't care about. Lord, it's the person you love. Again, okay, almost to suggest to the reader as we view it, tragedies occur. Mary and Martha knows this. They've lived in first century law. They know this is the way of it for the human experience. They've experienced undoubtedly with other friends and families in their lives. Tragedies do occur, but you can sense in their appeal. you're confused. It's Lord. It's Him who you love. It's Him who is ill. We've been admonished before. We've been warned before. So also we are being warned yet again here as we begin our analysis of John 11. Judge not the Lord. stated right here in the conclusion of verse 4. Our lives, our time as pilgrims on the way, our providence that we will face, which will be quite a roller coaster throughout the course of our lifetime. It will be high. It will be low. It will twist. It will be as disclosed here in verse 4 for the glory of God. And so that the Son of God may be glorified to it. You see, death, even if experienced in time, and I say even if, not that. The natural course of human life does not end in death. It's a reality all of us accept. Will all, probably all of us within this room, die one day? I say, even if, just perhaps there is that reality that the world were to return prior to some who are here this day within this room and hearing this sermon, will not be dead at that time. But if life goes as the entire kind of somewhat predict, then, yes, each one of us here will experience any time we will die. But as you see here in this text, death, even if experienced in time, will not be rest in him through faith. We'll share in it. This is the gospel. And it is the meaning of this passage. As we then begin to consider the passage more in depth, first, we need to understand and consider together this Easter morning. I wish to persuade you that we are hearing taught unquestioned In this passage, that Jesus' love for us is consistent with his actions in our lives. I I, I wish to repeat that so that you'll consider that proposition as we continue through the rest of our time together. Jesus' love for us, as his people, who who rests upon him as a soul-saving object of deliverance, it is Christ wed to him through the vessel of faith, and, and I look to him, and, and I desire to be led by him as a pilgrim on the way towards him, then I understand something that's harsh and difficult, but I wish to rely upon and rest in, and that is his love. And I, and I wish to persuade you, indeed, Jesus' love for you is consistent with his actions in your life. I say that because you notice how the episode began with Mary and Martha both saying, it's not somebody you don't know, it's somebody you love. We need to fix this situation. Why? Obviously, you love him. Hmm. Notice then our Lord's response, verse 5. It says, like, unto how we understand the Jesus, that Jesus does love me, and his love for me is consistent with his actions in my life, even when they're hard to unwind. Verse 5, you notice John is very careful to craft it just so that so we understand the meaning of this episode. And we can receive it as pilgrims on the way, as his own people. Verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister. And do you notice there right in the text, verse 5, he loves them. But, but you see, something takes place. Notice how the text is functioning. Now, Jesus loved them. The, who, the person you love is ill. Right, right, right. Jesus loves you. He loves you, Martha. He loves you, Mary. He loves Lazarus. Well, then He'll come and turn this around now. That's the way we feel. This isn't right. And then again, predicated on this being fixed, is that you love me. But notice this text, verse 6. So Jesus loved them. Right. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer the place where he was. Christians, We must receive the sequence of the text. We must meditate upon it and receive it even though it be very difficult to hard. Jesus loves Mary. He loves Martha. And he loves Lazarus. And that is a cause for him to delay So when Jesus heard that Lazarus was ill, there's no question. Maybe he's not. Maybe you just can't discern the situation. I'm not so certain that he is ill. He'll probably turn around. No, the text is clear. He knew Lazarus was ill. And that caused him. The next significant piece of action in the text is to say. Four days. And then he said, let's go. You see, the love of Christ, I wish to say this to you who are in difficult hours and full of sorrow and hardship and times of suffering. You see, the love of Jesus Christ is present, believers. It is present, even when our deliverance from the suffering is delayed. There's a note there about two days, and I won't have time to get to it, but it's in verse 17, so I just wish to note for you, it's a total of four days in this episode. The reason of the four days is because uh, Jewish individuals at the time uh, felt like that was the day beyond the pale, that no one could be revived. There There was a time in which the soul separated from the body there would be a four-day mark. Jesus hearing in Lazarus and decided to do what? Definitively say. Why? Because he's going to definitively Explain his love. to There's a gray area here in the text. His love is concrete and here I'm clearly displayed. If you can receive the sequence, so he heard, he knew, he was in that ill, and therefore he stayed. You would see, believer, the love of Christ is intertwined and then fully consistent with his actions in our lives. Secondly, so the first here, we understand that Jesus' love for us is consistent with his actions in our lives. So he loved them, therefore he stayed and didn't go. Secondly, I wish to again encourage you this Easter morning through this text that life difficulties, life difficulties and mysteries severely pass. Again, life difficulties and mysteries. And there are numerous mysteries. As we walk with fellow saints through suffering, as we are pilgrims that pass on the way. And I can so assuredly say, upon this text to you this morning as a fellow pilgrim, life's difficulties and mysteries severely pass but also build our faith. I want you to see that through the eyes of Thomas, Martha, firstly consider Thomas, verse 14. If you join with me in verse 14. So now we have the movement. Jesus is, is getting ready to make his move toward Lazarus and the resolution of the situation. He's waited two more days, and the disciples are present with him. And join with me in verse 14. Then Jesus told them plainly, well, I'll jump up in the text just so you can see it, verse 12. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fall asleep, he'll recover. What what, what, what what we got going here? Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, laugh or stop? Notice the way that this text is functioning. And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. Purpose. Thomas now here, present in this moment, he's hearing, wait, so he's not sleeping, he's not resting, he's not going to be revived? No, he's dead. Nothing good can come of that. Oh, Thomas, it's for your sake I'm glad I wasn't there. So you may believe. Notice Thomas' response. Verse 16, however, Thomas is thoroughly confused by life's tragedies and events. So are we. So are we. Thomas is not getting the calculus. He sees the moving parts, and he cannot square it. He's thoroughly confused. I thought he was sleeping. No, he's dead. Well, then why did we go earlier? Oh, it's probably because if we go back to Judea, the end is here. Jesus will be put to death. Why we didn't go earlier. That's probably the situation. I wonder what we should do about it. Thomas has a little moment of a burst of energy and, and, and courage. But, but the burst of energy and courage is also confused. I mean, I could say, and I won't, so don't, but I'd say raise your hand if you've ever individual in life. You're ready to act and, and, and take courage you're ready to bear up, even under difficult news and difficult circumstance. But they're still crowded in high levels of confusion. So then the energy goes perhaps in the wrong direction. Or your, your next steps aren't necessarily nourishing and helpful. Because there's still just a, a sense of confusion and it, it mixed in with tragedy. This is Thomas. Oh, okay, so he dead. So yes, I'm glad I wasn't there. So that you may believe, Thomas, you might rise in faith well, all right. Let's go back to Jude and face the end. Verse 15. Thomas called the twin. These said to his fellow disciples, God! let us also go that we may die with him." That being the reference, not to Lazarus, but to our Lord. You see, according to God's purposes, I wish to encourage you, saying, "Please, whether you're in tragedy or or you're human, here you will face tragedy, according to God's purposes. That random acts in moments of time, according to God's decrees, tragedy and the confusion that comes with it." to positively strengthen our faith. I'm glad I wasn't there to fix the problem first off so that you might believe. I wish to note for you also, as we then move on to Martha and Mary, consistently referred to Thomas as, you know, the doubting uh, a doubting Thomas that we possess, uh-huh. who is the archetypal Thomas of the Gospels. He is the great doubter and who also fears seems rather confused. Consistent with Thomas. That, that, that's Thomas, right? It, he, he, he's thoroughly confused. He might have a first of courage, but then we'll see yet again. He will doubt consistently across the gospel. Again, uh, yes. But then if you think about how tragedy works, yes, difficulties and mysteries severely test our faith, but they also build it. How can I say this to Thomas? Do you know how? Because it is Thomas who closes this very gospel account with the high point of the entire book. It is Thomas and setbacks and little faith, confesses, my Lord and my God. You see, it's not idea I simply try to encourage you to see difficulties and mysteries will catch your faith, but they will also build. And our Lord says to Thomas, I'm glad I went there because I want to see you grow. I-, I want your faith to build. I want you to believe. This was a means of the building Thomas' faith. It is the key note, literally, of this entire report. Secondly, again, from Thomas's viewpoint, then, to see how tragedy works in our lives to build our faith, I wish to see it, you to see it through the eyes of Mar- Martha and Mary. Notice in verse 21, uh, Again, we have the four days have passed. It is beyond doubt that Lazarus is dead. Martha has sent to Jesus and reminded him it's not someone you don't know or love, it's the man you know and love. He is ill. That man is ill. And now Jesus enters into the scenery in verse 21. Martha said to Jesus, What well, we probably all would have. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But, but we as good readers know that's just not true. And, and so we have a story to be able to go back to it. When we think the same things, if you had been here, this wouldn't be going up. But we know verse 5, no, it, he wasn't there because he loved you. Look over in verse uh, 32. It's the same for Mary. M- Mary and Martha undoubtedly have probably talked about it, troubled over it. Where is Jesus? It's been two days since we notified him. He's not coming. Then he appears, verse 32. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, thanked him, Lord. Just as Martha had. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. And burden upon their faith. It's not a statement of unbelief. It's a statement of faith. If you had been here, that couldn't have happened. I believe. I believe you love me. I believe you love Lazarus. And it's upon that belief that I believe if you had been here, that wouldn't have occurred. Burden that you feel today, that I'll feel perhaps tomorrow, however it is in our pilgrim's journey, the burden upon our faith. It's quite simply, if you'd been present, Lord, if you'd have cared, if you would have loved in presence, that I wouldn't have the tragedy. learn that the presence of tragedy please hear this believer, please hear this saint and suffering, please hear this this Easter resurrection war and all of us who by God's grace and his kind providence at this point are right now under a heavy shadow and dark cloud hardship all of us as people together must hear that the presence of tragedy does not establish the absence of Christ. That's the implication that Mary and Martha both giving off. The implication I'm stating is when you're near, we're safe. When you're not, we have Christ. But again, if we were warned so we need to be reminded again and again and again, judge not the Lord with evil sentence. Because, you see, even in tragedy, His seemingly late arrival is for the purpose that your faith And again, the critique would be like, oh, that's a cop out. That's a way to just kind of go through the genie in the bottle. But herein we have contained inspired miracles of Scripture. Contained for us, the people of God, to express and nourish our souls upon these hidden realities. I'm glad I wasn't there. So you, need this. you see, life's difficulties and mysteries really do that. Finally, we see that life, tragedies, death, and the trials of our faith are definitively answered in the great power of Christ, who is himself with him. resurrection and life. Note with me verse twenty. brother will rise again. again Martha's fine with, with that. I, I get that, and I assent to that idea. But we got a real problem here. We can't talk about entire reality. Sure, 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 but can you see what we're dealing with? Real life here. Somebody's died. How often we mirror that? I believe these things, but there's also real life. I know he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Oh, my. Jesus says to her, "To you, believers, to me, His people. I am the resurrection." And the life. Do you see, Martha? Do you see, Christian, gathered this Easter morn? I am the resurrection, Martha. I am the life. Do you see whoever believes in me, whose faith rests and terminates upon me as the soul saving object? I see him. I take this as the vessel, and I rest it squirreling in and upon Him with nothing beside Him. Yes! And whoever does that, whoever believes, you see, believer, Christian, though he died, yet shall he live. It's me. It's that idea. It's me. I am that resurrection. And everyone, unless I'm unclear in whoever, I will then say everyone who lives and believes, beloved, he shall never die. You see, the resurrection blood, this Easter morning, April 17th is now Through the empty vessel of faith that rests upon Christ and nothing beside Him. Although you face recurrent death situations in your pilgrim's journey, your parents will pass away, your your husband or wife at some point, wife keeps going, will pass away. You may lose a child. Maybe you have one. Although you face these recurrent death situations in life and you wrestle with the questions of death and life, as so did Thomas. You possess a final yes and amen through faith that rests upon Jesus Christ alone. The probing question of the text to you, Saints, is warning. The question of this text. As as each one of us stands to be a Thomas, each one of us stands to be a Mary, each one of us stands to be a Martha, each one of us stands to be the disciples gathered. The question throwing the reader, each one of us, is the same that was asked of Martha. Verse uh, verse 26. This is my conclusion to you, sir. Do you believe it? said to him, Lord, yes, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Beloved, let me encourage you this Easter morning that no matter the opposition you encounter, Christ has promised to help, comfort, and bless you in the faith. And this promise is guaranteed and made sure by the reality. resolution. I would be derelict if I didn't read the resolution to the text historically. Let me just read to you and then we'll pray. So they took away the stone verse 41 and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Do you notice verse 42 keenly saying, I knew you always knew me. But I said, it's not a of the people standing around that they may believe When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, "Lazarus, come out!" The man who had died came out. His head, his feet, the hands the feet bound the linen strips, his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to him, "Unbind him, let him." Father, we thank you for the power of the resurrection. The reality of it is now. Help these folks. Help myself to once again be refreshed by the realities that the resurrection is now, and it is in your name that we would take faith. for anyone here who has succeeded or feels a little bit unsettled about the things, about their things in connection to Jesus Christ as Savior, that you would use your word instrumentally by your spirit to change their life. This is of uh, your grace.